Ms. Campbell, what does this study tell us? This study is really developing a new guideline to understand how exercise can help lower the risk of developing cancer, how it might help with decreasing your risk of a cancer coming back, as well as how it may help with some of the side effects of cancer treatment if you can do exercise during your cancer treatment. So what kind of exercise is recommended for what kinds of cancer treatment? Yeah, so I think on the prevention side first, if you want to reduce your risk of having cancer, the research really shows that about 150 minutes per week of moderate to vigorous physical activity. So that's aerobic activity, things like brisk walking, running, jogging, what you think of when you think of exercise, it can reduce the risk of seven cancers. So um, common ones like colon and breast cancer, for example. Uh, after you've had a cancer diagnosis, there's a suggestion that doing about, about that uh, much of activity after you finish your treatment can also decrease the risk of the cancer coming back. Uh, you also mentioned cancer while people are being treated. Yeah, so in terms of cancer treatment, we know that um, being active in theory has been safe. We've done a lot of research there, and it's in, in beneficial. What we basically found with the guidelines, though, now is we really want to provide a sort of specific prescription of how much activity and what type to help with the side effects of cancer treatment. So what the guidelines basically came down to is that the research suggests that 30 minutes of aerobic activity, three days per week, and two days a week of strength training can reduce uh, cancer-related fatigue, improve feelings of anxiety and depression, improve your physical function, and improve your overall quality of life. We know that when people have chemo, they can feel pretty rotten. So how are they supposed to exercise when they feel so lousy? I know. It's a great question. So what we really realized with these guidelines is we know it's beneficial, but we know it's a challenging time. People feel terrible. Um, they've got a million appointments and decisions and things are going on. So what this guideline also uh, suggests is how do we actually make it possible and easy for people to do that? And so what the guidelines suggest is that we're asking medical oncologists and radiation oncologists to assess people for their activity level, kind of give them some advice about, you know, activity is important, and refer them to any community services that actually are available. What cancer patients tell us is that they have concerns about what's safe for them, and they also want to work with someone that has expertise in exercise and also cancer. And so the big part of this guideline is how do we provide those services for people around the world? And what we're really suggesting is that we need to connect people to certified exercise physiologists and physiotherapists and people that have the expertise as part of the cancer system. And right now there's a bit of a disconnect between the research and being able to access programming around the world. What is the study based on? Is it scientifically proven? Yeah, so this guideline was a two-year endeavor by international experts from around the world. So there were 17 partner organizations, um, things like the Canadian Society for Exercise Physiology was the Canadian partner. It was led by the American College of Sports Medicine and the American Cancer Society. So those type of organizations from around the world, they sent experts to a meeting. Uh, and from that meeting, then we had different working groups. So the guidelines that I, that I was involved with most is the exercise during cancer treatment. And basically, we were tasked with looking through all the literature. So in pairs of two, we looked at every systematic review of meta-analysis that reported on uh, exercise and a certain side effect of cancer treatment, for example, fatigue. And we had to come up with a recommendation, give that to the larger group that then voted on whether they felt like that was the appropriate recommendation or not. So two years of a lot of looking in the literature to develop evidence-based guidelines. So to summarize, what should we take from the study? Yeah, I think from uh, what you should take from the study is that there is a role for exercise in cancer prevention and improving people's quality of life after they've had cancer diagnosis and really can help specifically with cancer side effects. And so I think taking from this study, I think we're hoping that it's a call to action to the healthcare system to provide exercise as part of supportive care. 
It stimulates more research on understanding the biology behind exercise and cancer, um, why this is so beneficial, and testing how do we do um, expand exercise into the community and how do we test the implementation of that. So the programs can be sustainable and accessible and useful for everyone who is going through a cancer diagnosis and treatment at this time. Thank you very much for this. Thank you very much.